Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years, and each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about our basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com. The topic for tonight's call is win-win. This is a concept we explore in depth at the PSI Basic Seminar, and tonight we are very excited to bring you this special training followed by a Q&A session where we will be answering your questions live. First, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have an amazing guest with us this evening, Mr. Todd Campbell. He began his journey with PSI Seminars in 2000 by attending the PSI Basic Seminar, and then in 2005, he became an instructor for the class. As a direct result of using the tools from the PSI Basic courses, he has started multiple companies. He is a very successful businessman, a dynamic speaker, and a true family man. Todd, are you with us? Yes, I am. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome to the call. We're very excited to have you. Well, I'm excited to be here. So I guess we'll start off uh, just as the topic is, uh, win-win. And I have been looking forward to tonight's call. It's uh, a great opportunity anytime I get, uh, oh, let's just say the privilege of doing one of these calls to expand on some of the things that we talk about in the basic seminar. And one of the huge topics that we take on in the basic seminar, and I'm going to just suggest at levels that most people have not found a way to implement into their life, into their relationships, into their businesses, truly even into their own personal well-being, is the topic of win-win. And so the first thing I want to do is uh, or really talk about is that for anyone to have any success in the win-win theory or application, they first have to believe they're worthy of winning, deserving of it. Winning at a high level, that is, for themselves. And so there's a certain piece of self-esteem or self-estimate that goes along with this because, obviously, if we have a mindset or a belief about ourselves that says, it's okay for me to experience less than possible, I may not deserve it anyway, um, it might be for everybody else but not for me, and that very mindset keeps us from even searching out win-win opportunities, win-win relationships, Opportunities where we get what it is that we want out of life and get to enjoy that in cooperation with other people and truly bring that full meaning to our life by living who we are in the moment and really bringing 100% of it to the party. And so, as I said, as a founding topic, part of the reason that people take on the work that we do inside seminars is because they're ready for just a little bit more in life. Maybe they're holding themselves entitled to actually having it for the first time but might be stuck between that rock and the hard place of not really knowing how to have success in all areas of their life, to really include themselves in the joy that's out there in life, and quite frankly, just to even feel entitled that that's for them. And so, as I said, one of the first pieces of the win-win theory is really having that, I'm going to suggest self-estimate or self-esteem that you know you deserve to win, that you're worthy of it, and that it's not coming from a, a place of I need to prove it to anybody, but I am doing it for me. The other part that's definitely necessary in carving out, you know, worthy situations, let's call it relationships, business opportunities, even the relationships we want with our children, is that we have to have a high level of faith and hope, or you can call it optimism, in other people. I'm not going to say it's blind trust or naivete, but just a love for other human beings and an unconditional love for who they can be if supported and heard. Might call it even faith in humanity. I'm not going to say that you can't find people that are willing to play win-win, but you'll never fully actuate it without that faith and hope in other people and that belief in yourself. And so those are two founding principles that we work on in the basic seminar is not only obviously how to bring out your greatest strengths, your greatest talents, but how to support other people, how to listen and be heard, how to work through stressful conflicts with less emotional baggage and less time to really get to where you want to be in that place with that other partner, that other human being. And so the, tonight's topic is so relevant. And so the first thing that you know I stated was you have to have 
at least these pieces to put together. And what we're really talking about more than anything is, is just the energy that we live life with. And so if we look at energies uh, for all practical purposes, there are, two, there are two kinds of energy, anabolic and catabolic. Now, anabolic describes energy that's constructive, expanding, fueling, healing, and growth-oriented. An anabolic energy helps move you forward and achieve positive, long-term, successful results. And it's useful in leading others in the same direction. Using anabolic energy allows you to have a more complete and conscious view of what's going on around you, if you will, to be more objective in the moment. And it's more easy to come up with solutions and innovations from this area. Now, there's also something called catabolic energy. Uh, catabolic energy, on the other hand, is draining, resisting, and contracting energy. While catabolic energy provides you with, let's just say, an energetic boost to combat what you perceive might be a stressful situation or a conflict, it's also distracting, and it acts like a blinder through which you can only see a limited view of the situation. Thus, it really reduces the choices that are available to you. Though it may offer some short-term benefits, when, you, when used on a long-term basis, it imparts mental, emotional, and physical tolls that are potentially destructive to you, to your organization, and all of those around you. There's a lot of research on this. Uh, one thing that I will, if you will, take a look at is research from Buck Gaylor in 2011, and this research shows that most successful leaders in life are those with high levels of anabolic energy. Those who lead using catabolic energy can get results in the short term. In other words, pressing, pushing, oftentimes uh, burning themselves and others out. However, they can't sustain success. No matter who you are or what you do in life, increasing your anabolic energy is going to definitely help you perform much better at whatever you do. And so, you know, those two energies, and they really speak so highly of what we bring to the party. And in an anabolic energy, let's just call that win-win. In other words, we're able to create situations that take us to our vision, take us to our dream. We actually hold our self-esteem, our self-estimate. We know the principles that we are grounded on, what we would stand for, what it is, if you will, that we deserve to be treated like or as, and we're willing to do that for other people. It's definitely a way to go to solution orientation, outside the box thinking, expanding. When we can get into that teamwork with other people where we're bringing our best, they're bringing their very best, it even gives us an area to rise our game through the glass ceiling of whatever we had self-imposed before. Um, one example I have of win-win is when we can go into, you know, green light thinking sessions, as Bob Proctor calls them. In other words, whether it's with our company, with our spouse, with our children, with our partners in life that really our success depends on theirs and really not from blame, shame, or guilt, not from I have to be right, not from my idea has to be better than yours or I'm not even going to put an idea out there because mine might be wrong, but that collaboration where we're truly about the same thing, bringing the very best of who we are to build or combine what's great and make it even bigger. You know, just imagine your marriage, if you will, if every day there was a step towards win-win, that you took that extra mile, that you took somebody else into consideration, that you actually set spaces for yourself to also get what you wanted in that relationship, how fruitful would that be? You know, where would you play win-win in your businesses? Where would it be great for your employees, your stockholders, uh, your customers, the circle of influence you have? And where are you creating more situations where it's not just about the bottom line, not just about, if you will, what did I profit today, but what was the ultimate profit that could be earned in relationship today? And the funny thing is, is you can look at so many different authorities on this fact that say the surest way, if you're in any type of relationship business, whether it's with clients, whether it's building you know, if you will, great downlines in your multi-level marketing company, maybe you're a real estate agent, and it's building that circle of influence. When people feel truly in relationship in a win-win way, in other words, they love to do business with people they know, like, and trust, and that is the energy, that anabolic energy they're brought into, the referrals, what, in other words, is the return on the interest, is amazing. 
And so we can look at all of these different energies, if you will, uh, but win-win is definitely strictly an anabolic energy. Now, the other, if you will, deviations of win-win, I'm sure everyone's aware of them. We have several different options, and they're being played out there all the time in life, and sometimes they're played just like solitaire. We don't even necessarily need a society, another person, an organization to play this with. Sometimes we can play it all by ourselves. And the other, if you will, deviations of win-win would be win-lose. When I've got a win and it's coming out of a void I'm trying to fill, a need to be right or to be in power, to be in control, again, which is a sure sign of lack of those qualities or confidence in them, um, it can be detrimental on our relationships. It can be detrimental with our children. It can be detrimental in business. It's oftentimes constructively called fear-based management. Now, another option is lose-win. When our self-esteem is low or our self-estimate is low, oftentimes when we don't internally feel that we even deserve anything better than what we have or to be in joy or to be in happiness or to get what it is we want out of relationships, we can oftentimes set up our whole life in this paradigm of I'm doing everything for everybody else, so I'm giving, but I haven't set up the receiving end of it. I haven't taken on that winning for me. And lose-win is one of those, we can even call it the martyr syndrome. It comes up sneaky. Oftentimes, it will cause us to do things, but not for the right reason. And just a slight sidebar on that, has anybody ever found themselves doing something, but you knew it was more about what somebody else would think of you or someone else's need or desire or opinion, but it was actually maybe even going against what you morally or ethically believed? maybe even going against your constitution, might have even been chilling you or stifling you to hold back what your true emotions or feelings were, but rather than rock the boat just so everybody else is happy, all, again, shut down on myself, not be in alignment with myself. So that lose-win is a very dangerous place, and it can show up, as I said, in relationships, in that relationship with our children. I know Raising three teenage boys, my wife is a big proponent of win-win in our household. Um, very easily, I'll just say it, uh, teenage boys, uh, they'll run you over if you let them in some cases. And for her to not get help with the things around the house, with, if you will, the menial chores of laundry and cleaning, it's just not at all her, what she lives life to do. Would she do it? for the love of her children, you bet. But at some time, I know then she's breaking down, she's getting frustrated, she's going into resistance. And so we really have some things we've been working on, <laughs> even around this topic with these teenage boys, so one coming back from college for his first summer at home of what responsibility looks like, what it looks like to participate in win-win situations in this household, how we're supporting them in the adults. We truly want to nurture them and and if you will, aid and assist them in being, and what does that look like? And a much wider view is happening for these boys of how their actions affect other people. And so the other opportunity or variation is lose-lose. And the one thing I will say is that's really going on at a high level in today's society. We can watch it go on in but even take on the topic of politics. Uh, if I can slander you just a little more than you slandered me, maybe I have just this much less judgment on me. And when we're doing just enough to be better than somebody else or tearing somebody else down so we can feel better, that, that lose-lose scenario, I'm just going to suggest if you've ever seen somebody in a situation, whether it was work, whether it was a relationship, come to the end of, we'll call it their proverbial rope of what they felt they had the constructs or the constitution to stand up for. When we cave on ourselves, we'll oftentimes reach out to take anybody else down we can with us. And the collateral damage that can happen there, if we look at just, you want to see a game of that going on, you can walk into oftentimes almost any divorce court in America and see people going to battle at a high level trying to take each other down, in other words, a lose-lose scenario, 
And what sometimes we fail to see is the true innocence uh, in that situation. The children are the ones that are actually paying the prices. Again, going back to what that catabolic energy does, it really constricts down your viewpoint. You can't see solutions. You can't see any other way for it to be. And oftentimes we'll even find ourselves saying things like, well, I'm this far in. I might as well go all the way down to the bottom. And so win-win, I think I'm taking on the trail of what an opportunity is that to really switch that energy, that how I bring myself, what the opportunities are, how I view and see other people, what are the options that could actually come of it, and to get lost for a moment in just that possibility of what if there really was a solution to every conflict you're in? What if there really was an opportunity to get something you wanted or was beneficial for you and make sure that others got it as well? And what if that opportunity really did exist out there everywhere in the world? Let's take on some of the biggest conflicts we're we're looking at right now. What if that really could exist in some of the, if you will, tension that we have going on with current affairs? I don't think I'm shocking anybody when I say uh, it hurts my heart to see what's going on out there in the lose-lose or win-lose way it's being handled in the media and everywhere as far as the civil respect that police officers should be able to absolutely give to every human being on the face of this planet. The one thing we know is hate only begets hate, but yet when it's turned or twisted that way, I think we could go on for hours on that topic alone of what are the prices that are being paid by both sides. And Oftentimes, we only change because the prices have gotten too high. And again, that's the only time we'll look at something different. So I'm going to encourage everybody. I'm going to go into a little more information about what win-win really is, how you can apply it in your life. But if nothing else, if everybody would take some food for thought and just after this call, take down and write a list of 10 different areas in your life. Might be that relationship with your child where, you know, it's just time to start to cross that bridge between parent and child and start to make that bridge appear of man and young man or woman and young woman. And really, what would it take to be even more win-win to create the space for that other person to step into and to also really step up in your place? And I'm going to ask that everybody take that on as a challenge right now that, you know, if you get anything out of this call when you hang up, to get a list of at least 10 areas in your life, and by areas, I mean specific places you're going to put it to work. It might be that, you know, area with your boss where you guys have been in resistance and it's actually gone to win-lose and you're doing just enough to get not fired versus everything you can to move up and excel because of the way somebody else, if you will, feels about you or isn't holding a space for you. Whether than lament on that, what would it look like to start to Go to a win-win situation to start to create those spaces, create that relationship, create those opportunities. There's so many areas we could take it on. And so when I talked about energy, just to kind of help put some pillars in on this, if we go over leadership defined, we really are bringing one of seven levels of energy at any time in our interactions. And energy level one being the lowest of the catabolic energies When we operate from there, it's I lose or I'm losing. We can call it, oh, self-defamation. We can call it pity, oftentimes for self. We can call it a low self-esteem. We can call it almost that even somebody might even deserve or feel they deserve, rather, to stay in these areas. And these individuals feel trapped by certain circumstances or beliefs that they are in some way at the effect of what happens around them. Level one energy can result in avoidance of situations or difficult issues and also oftentimes trouble making decisions because you feel helpless to make it different. Emotionally, the prices we can pay and the energy feels bad. It's the amount of desire that's there, engagement or action for life is very low. Accordingly, the prevailing frame of reference, as I said, of level one is I lose or I'm losing. Now, we can all experience this energy at some time in our lives, but it really is normal to live on the other side of the energy and to really look at everything that's working, everything that I have to be grateful for. We can hear it, but are we doing it? 
And so the second level is also a catabolic state, and it's more from an insecurity. It's I win, therefore you must lose. And these type of energies can only, if you will, see winning in someone else's pain, someone else's defeat. It's like pushing somebody down just enough to rise up. What gets left on the table here is all of someone's literal greatness because they're, rather than doing everything they're capable of, doing just enough to push somebody down. Level two energy is characterized by conflict, the core emotion being anger. And this energy contains thinking of antagonism, struggle, resistance, frustration, and defiance. These judgments result in limited options because the full scope of available possibility is not even apparent to this person operating at level two because people typically are coming from, how can I get over on something? I can do just enough to make somebody trip. You might take a look at, you know, if you have energies like this in your life, we do a piece in the basic that is is all about letting go of the control they have on you. And so I know we've all run across people in this world that are, let's just say, making their way up the chain by pushing somebody else down. But the sad thing is, is we can actually succumb to that. We can choose into that and not even realize we have a choice. Now, energy level three is more optimistic, but it's not a true trust. And this could be called even a false hope or a false win. And this is, you know, let's just call it predominantly I win and hopefully you win too. But either way, as long as I win. And so it's not necessarily meaning to do harm to somebody else or to push somebody down, but it is only self-centered. It's not reaching back, taking others with you. It's not making that critical difference. The difference between this level and level two is that the intention of those operating from level three, the perspective is to have the other person as well, but only after securing the win for themselves. In other words, again, I win is the primary goal. Now, people in energy level three can fool themselves, can even say, well, I'm a good person. I, you know, I leave space for other people. But the truth is, is you'll never reach the highest heights. Nothing significant was ever created by one person alone. And so moving up the chain, energy level four is an amazing level of energy. And in fact, if you look at social workers, doctors, nurses, anywhere where people really care with their heart and they they get job satisfaction or self-satisfaction out of lifting and aiding and assisting other people, it's totally prevalent there. And it's a phenomenal energy. There's just one catch to this, and I'll go over it at the end, because we can get stuck there and actually be playing a false win-lose, lose on ourselves. And so this energy is moderately anabolic. Again, it's moving up into that area that's truly going to cause results. And its core thoughts or concerns come from others. It's this level of caring, giving, supporting, and helping others. Level four energy looks like and feels very selfless since the focus of these actions is to work and achieve so others win and succeed. However, there's a piece of us that we can leave behind there and almost literally start to get disgruntled, get to the point where we feel like we're being used. At level four, people take little or nothing personally because they try and see it objectively, so the tools add up slowly. People of level four energy feel that a true a true win for them is achieved when the other person wins first. And so that level four perspective, you win, again, oftentimes sacrificing ourselves. And so there's still something left on the table there. The funny thing with this operation is people that care so much and want to give so greatly, if they don't stop to refill their own cup, pretty soon they're giving at a level that's not even worthy of the people they really want to go for success with or give to. And so, again, a phenomenal energy is starting to emerge, but when we jump up into level five, this is a moderate to high anabolic energy. It's found in the greatest leaders in all walks of life. Leaders with level five energy have highly conscious and wide-ranging views of situations, and thus they have many choices available to them as they, quote-unquote, play the game of life. Level five energy reconciles good and bad and right and wrong so that nothing is judged one way or the other. People with level five energy begin to see everything as an opportunity, meaning they don't have to simply make lemonade out of lemons. 
but they are genuinely as excited by the things that do not go as planned as they are that do. The core thought on reconciling or accepting differences rather than identifying and focusing upon them and trying to change them is really to engage them to learn. The intention associated with this energy is predominantly we all win or no one wins. A lot of people give lip service to this concept, but very few actually walk the walk and talk the talk with it. In my opinion, the world is screaming out for leaders right now at an unknown precedence. I'm going to say more so than at any other time in history. You know, imagine somebody coming from that level five energy right now on our world who really had that predominant stage that we're seeing out there right now of, you know, truly wanting to make it a better, better place, truly wanting to work in cooperation, truly not being sold out to special agenda or anything else. And again, we all win or no one win. And I'm as concerned about everybody else on the face of this planet having what it is that they want, what they desire, what's going to bring, if you will, a quality of life to their family. And I'm as concerned that they have it as I am that I have it. We're all going to get it together. You know, when you can start to, and that's one of the greatest things that I've ever seen come out of people at such a high level out of the basic seminar is this opportunity, this light in their eyes to see how they can change relationships in their life that have not been the way they wanted them for 10, 15, 20 years. This opportunity comes to them out of this clarity, out of this new understanding of them and how they apply to life and how they are in that game of life with other people and what it is that they bring to the party and how is it in alignment with their vision, not in their vision, and really start to see opportunities for win-win all over in their life that they never saw before. And then to get to go out and play with that and create the most amazing marriage, create the most amazing, phenomenal business that grows 300% in one year because the people that are working there absolutely feel a different energy, a different core environment. You know, you take a look at some of these huge corporations, Google, uh, you know, Facebook, they they truly understand how talented these people are that they've been lucky enough to attract to work with them. And that's why, you know, you might think it's absurd to have these amenities at work and daycare and, you know, uh, a game room and a slide from the second story down. But the truth of the matter is, is they want those people to be just as fulfilled in their life at that level of truly loving their job, loving the success as, let's just say, those that sit in the boardroom are. And so that fifth level of energy really starts to kick up. And then you get up into level six energy, and this is a very high anabolic energy. It's associated with the core thought of synthesis, which is the blending away of the illusion of individuality and instead the ability to see the whole. In lieu of just its parts, people with level six energy see everyone and everything as a part of themselves. Level six is a place where intuition comes alive, creative genius starts to come out, visionaries truly start to arise, and brilliant and conscious leaders come in, all walks of life. They tap into this level of energy, and they can use it to create new and exciting innovations and variations for everyone's benefit. At level six, there's this sense of connection with everyone and everything. This leads to a, we always win. Because there's a win-win possible in every situation, as I stated before, and once you start to feel this energy, you can start to live in it. It's amazing how past and current conflicts start to float away, that you're able to resolve them with less emotional baggage, faster, quicker, to truly, rather than be in reaction to anything, start to go into a level that we'll call a unique respond and initiate of your dreams. And there's so much more life satisfaction. Now, level center, seven energy, we could call this transcendence. This is the highest level of anabolic energy, which is characterized by completely objective thinking, no judgment, and absolutely fearless. Have you ever heard the saying, you know, what would you do if you knew you could not fail? Well, a master of this level can tap into and use any of the lower levels of will. And with level seven energy, leaders are capable of viewing their world and their organizations with complete objectivity. At this level, it's understood that winning and losing are actually illusions. There are terms that humans created to help us play the game of life by the rules that we also created. No human resonates completely at this level because it's really, we are tapped into society. We are tapped into challenges. We are tapped into relationships that are stressful, uh, bosses that are, let's just say, not willing to play win-win. But everyone can learn to access it. 
people who tap into this level of energy are the most powerful people in the world. They really understand the saying that I would rather, if you will, have the whole world against me than to have me against myself. They don't react. They respond at a high level. They consciously co-create their life experience and are participants and observers. At the same time, they have a very high level of objectivity. And so where I'm going with all this is when we can go into these higher levels of energy that start to consider us in a situation, really start to consider other people, what would be the value of it if this was the train of thought you went to first rather than competition? Now, on that track, am I saying competition isn't healthy? No, competition, true competition is extremely healthy. In other words, when I bring my very, very best, my, my greatest gifts, my greatest talent, and I bring them to that field, and you bring yours as well, and out of that, I get to raise mine to an even higher level, you get to raise yours to an even higher level, and out of that, let's just say the fans get to see the most amazing spectacle of all time. True sportsmanship, played for the love of the game and the beauty of the human spirit. And so... Am I saying that there aren't going to be obstacles in playing win-win? You bet. There are. And again, I'm going to ask you to check in on the obstacles with yourself. In other words, who would you desire to show up as to have a win-win situation, let's just say, accessible to you at all times? Who is that father? Who is that mother? Who is that boss? Who is that employee? Who is that son? Who is that daughter? And what would you have to be more committed to than being right? What would you have to be more committed to than doing just enough not to fail? Because ultimately, I said at the start, you've got to have a self-estimate or self-esteem that you feel you deserve to win, that you feel you deserve to have an amazing life. And maybe you're sitting here thinking, well, the very first part of that would maybe be even getting clear on what is it I want. And so include yourself in all of these, if you will, opportunities. And I really hope in those 10 areas that you start to look at, how do I want to play win-win differently, that you make a conscious decision. Who do I choose to bring to that situation? Maybe it's that neighbor that's just been, oh, let's just say it's gotten argumentative, then it got to almost obnoxious. Now it's gotten to you don't even enjoy going home to your own home because that energy is there. And you guys have gotten a pissing match. What would it what would it take to truly be the person who could create a win win situation in that? Now, other people are oftentimes going to be involved in this. And so one thing I think it's imperative that I mention right now is there may be times that you have to call a timeout. There may be times that you have to stop the game to say no more. But couldn't that even be done in a win-win situation where it's, you know, I care too much about myself and I care too much about you to go where this is going. And so I'm going to choose out of this. I'm going to stop the game. But if you ever want to come back in a situation where I can truly hear and understand and support you and what it is you want and you can do the same for me, I would love to take on that opportunity. Well, if you're like me before taking the work that I've done inside seminars, you might be saying, that would never work. People really want to fight. They want to argue. I'm going to even ask you to challenge that perception. People want to be happy. And if they can feel heard, understood, and supported, just as I know we all want to, what could come out of collaboration? And so a lot of what we're talking about here is great intellectual knowledge. What I love about the work that we do inside seminars, especially starting in the basic seminar and moving all the way through the advanced work at a high level, is how do you have mastery in it? How does it not become something that is hindsight 2020? Oh, after and out of the initial charge, out of the emotion where the rage comes from, I wish I would have never said that. I wish I would have done this so differently. Well, the first part might even just be having that hope or faith that a win-win situation is possible in every area of your life. And if you feel like you're, let's just say, lacking some of the knowledge or some of the tools, come practice, come play with us. It's an amazing opportunity and one of the biggest win-win opportunities I know.
to truly take yourself on at a high level, to commit yourself to something bigger, to go to a pattern of growth. And when you give that gift to yourself, you give it to every single person around you. You give it to your children. You give it to your coworkers. You give it to your family. You give it to your grandchildren. You give it to your neighbors. You give it to your community. And I don't know a better way to exponentially make it we all win. And so I know there's individual questions because no matter how much intellect you can take on in this, there's always got to be that piece. How do I apply it to me? How do I apply it to my individual situation? And how do I start to have more success in this? So, Kat, I'll come back with some wrap-up or takeaway points at the end. But what I'd love to do at this point is turn it over to some of the questions and really take a look at how does this in nuts and bolts individually apply in individuals' lives and situations. So if you want to lead us through the questions, Kat, I'd love to get started. Perfect. Uh, first up from RL, wants to know, how can I achieve a win-win where the other person is unwilling to compromise? The hardest thing to coach anybody on or give anybody advice on or even allow somebody to set a goal on are things that, let's just say, are dependent on what other people may or may not do. And so it sounds just from the preface of the question that you've done some different things. In other words, what I'm hearing is this person refuses to compromise. In other words, I've been willing to put compromises on the table. They're just unwilling to, if you will, bend or wave. And so you really start to take a look at, as I said, if everybody feels heard and understood, the first suggestion I would have is oftentimes great communication is what sets up win-win. When people feel they're heard and understood. And so if you're in a situation right now where you feel this other person is unwilling to compromise, have you really listened or asked the appropriate questions to find out what is it they really want? What would they really feel good about? And is there room in that for someone else to benefit as well. And so sometimes when we slow it down and ask, you know, what is it you really want? I want to make sure I understand. And I want to understand the why behind it. And just giving that person that space, in other words, setting them a space to enter into some of the higher energies, to see that there are options, to not feel pressed against the wall, to not feel that they have to be combative or defensive or peacock feathered out, and really just come to them and want to make your sole goal to understand them better. Because out of that understanding, you might be amazed at how a compromise, let's just call it a win-win, can emerge. Because when we really understand what it is the other party wants and why, sometimes it's not even what they're fighting for. It's the only vision of what the solution could be that they have from that energy level one, two, or three space where they can't even see all the options. So that would be my first suggestion. Start with communication. If that person is just unwilling to engage with you in any kind of a solution, in any kind of a win-win situation, you do always have the opportunity to say, you know, I love you. I will always hold this space for you. I just understand right now we're not right there. So I'm going to choose out right now. And when and if you feel that things could be different, I would love to resume this communication. You'll always know that certain people some of it's timing. If they're too intent right then, if they're too backed up against the wall, if they're too, sometimes it is just stepping away and taking a breath. Ask, if you would. Next question. Yeah, next from SS. How do you deal with jealousy issues during these competitive times while at work? Wow. Well, jealousy is, uh, let's just say it's something that can not only be at work, it can be in relationships. It can even be in households where somebody feels that uh, someone's getting more attention. And so jealousy arises from a state of having to have what somebody else has, do just enough to rise above them. And so I'm just going to be very honest. Uh, some areas are set up in the world, whether it be in that workplace or environment, where it is truly about competition. The biggest thing I'd say is win-win, first and foremost, is, is formatted from I bring the very best of me. I'm not going to shut down on my morals, my ethics, my framework, anything else. And maybe you've heard the old saying, I'm not in competition with anybody but myself. To be better 
today than I was yesterday and one step better tomorrow. And I'm going to say sometimes at that point, you sole focus back to what am I doing? Am I doing the most that I can to really bring everything of me to the table? And am I open to collaboration and leaving spaces for other people to join me? There's always got to be that space, though, for someone else to have choice. You know, human beings, the only species on the planet that really has that power of choice. And I'm just going to suggest that you can leave them a space. It doesn't mean they'll join you. But then maybe the ultimate win-win in that is not to ostracize them, not to make them wrong, not to have any ill feelings towards them, to understand that's just their individual experience in life and that's where they're at, and to hold that space for it to be different and invite them in. If they say no, they're not necessarily saying no to you. They're saying no to they don't see it bigger or can't see it different at this time. Now, if you're in an environment where that is actually being pushed from the top down, you might really want to take a look at, is this the environment I want to be in? I've heard of environments, I've even gone into cleanup environments where it became such fear-based management that, let's just say, the whole marketing department was pitted against each other purposely to rise, to spawn some kind of activity. And so the other place we're going to come back to is to create any win-win situation. You have to have that ultimate respect for you. And so I would always leave that opportunity open too. If you're in an environment that does not resonate with you spiritually, morally, ethically, and vibrationally, the ultimate win might be in moving to an environment that truly does support that. Not giving up. Not quitting, but setting things in place to make a move forward. In other words, not moving away from something, but moving towards something new. Kat? Great. Next from MK. How do you get others to understand win-win concept in a short meeting? Be really, really good with your words. <laughs> um, you know, I find oftentimes if somebody can see an analogy, but for somebody to understand win-win correctly, you might even want to just start out in a very short meeting with what is the ultimate objective? What would be the ultimate objective of this meeting? What would we really want to accomplish? What would you feel amazing about? What would I feel amazing about? And then start from that ultimate end objective right there. Um, oftentimes, if we have the perfect end result in mind and we work everything in that meeting backwards from the perfect end result, and start with getting everybody's buy-in on the perfect end result. Would everybody be in agreement or even leave it open to their suggestion of what would be the ultimate takeaway we want from this meeting? What would you get? What would we get? What would we get done? What would we be able to take on? And how do we now turn that into a win-win where we definitely hit those marks and every single person in this room feels that they were a part of the decision, that they were a factor in it, that they were heard, that they were understood, and we took full advantage of everybody's viewpoint and brilliance in this room, that would be the mechanical part of it. So maybe a long answer for start with the end result in mind, communicate that clearly, and then just make sure that you hold that, that meeting in alignment. We call it something inside seminars called a clear directed agenda, being very clear about where you're going, directing it, and meeting the ultimate agenda. Next question. Next from GM. What if I want to get to win-win and the other person just wants to be right? Well, let's just call it you might be at a level four, five, or six, if you will, and crossing that line of anabolic energy. And when somebody is just bringing pure catabolic energy, they only care about being right, you might be at an impasse. There are times where we have to stop the game. If somebody's more committed to being right than they are to setting a space for you to be appreciated as a human being, more than they are invested in playing fair, making sure that, you know, if you will, everybody's considered, if their sole concern is being right, you're with somebody who just absolutely wants to play win-lose. In that, the one thing I'm going to say is you want to take a look at what do they consider winning and why would they consider it winning? And will they stop short of getting that? And if you are going to pay prices spiritually, morally, ethically, uh, it's going to be out of alignment with what you are or do as a human being, then you got to have, first again, going back to that first concept of win-win, you have to have that ultimate respect for yourself. 
You can have something called respectful, responsible communication with that person, but it is maybe time to stop the game and just say, I'm unwilling to do this. I, again, I care too much about myself to submit to this. I care too much about you to fight back with you. And so if we can come together on different terms, I would love to. Until then, we're in an impasse. Sometimes you got to be willing to stand up and stop the insanity. Because when we have those places or those times in our life when our intuition screams at us, and it's screaming and we don't listen to it, we know this is a bad situation. We know this person is, let's just say, only in it for them. And even if we do this, they're just going to give us another hoop to jump through. Then you got to check in because, again, you, you've got to bring a full version of yourself to any opportunity to even have a chance of win-win. And when we allow people to take more withdrawals than they're making deposits, sometimes we've got to change the game, stop the game. Don't be afraid to. Some people you might be surprised will come back into your life. I have had multiple opportunities where I've had the chance to practice what I preach. We can call it being the bigger person, not throwing back. But what I'm going to say is, is leaving a space for things to be different tomorrow, I've never seen was a bad thing because when we go farther down that tube or start to go into those lose-lose scenarios, we've not only put ourselves in an impasse for today's situation, but we've ripped off tomorrow being anything possible of difference. And so I wish there was a better answer because that's going to look many different ways. And it's not backing down from a challenge. It's not, if you will, giving up on another person. It is truly respecting them so much you're not going to go to battle with them or do detriment to them, but ultimately respecting yourself so much that there's no way you're going to tolerate that either. And so those things have to be there. And so these you might be surprised, again, going back to communication, we go over something in the basic seminar, strengthening tools in listening, strengthening tools in communication. If you can communicate effectively that you really do care about somebody, but you're unwilling to pay the prices of, you know, if you will, them taking you down or you taking them down, you might be surprised the shock, the dismay that will appear in somebody's face. Some people don't even really know it could be different. I, I had a conversation just this week with a, a dear friend of mine, and, you know, it was funny. She asked, uh, do you and your wife even fight? My wife and I have celebrated uh, 23 years of marriage, been together for 25, and I always joke and tell everybody she's been happy for about the last 15 years. And if you listened astutely uh, during the call, that was about the time I took the basic. Um, some people don't realize it can be any different. This particular friend was saying she comes from an Italian family. Everything's explosive. That's how they communicate is they yell. But all it takes is one person to stand up in that generation and go, you know what? It could be different. And then not make anybody else wrong, but provide a different solution. When you communicate this, you might see a whole new light come on in this person's eyes. And they may be more than willing to participate in this with you. My father had always wanted to have a different relationship with me. He just didn't know how. He had never been taught. That wasn't a relationship he had with his father. And by me creating the space, because it only takes one person to change a relationship. If you're being different, setting different spaces, that relationship has a chance to change. I would have told you 15 years ago that my dad's chances of changing were zero and none, that you know, he he was unwavering. I was never going to have the relationship I wanted with him. Funniest thing was, is he always wanted a different relationship. He just didn't know how. When he got in with me in these higher levels of energy about being creative and going to solution and how we could respect each other and how we could discuss things, he lit up like a Christmas tree. I think he was more excited about it than I was. And I was extremely excited about it. So... There's two sides to that coin. Don't be afraid to stand up, but don't be shocked if other people surprise you. Human beings are amazing. And if they can let down their defenses, in other words, actually feel heard and understood, you might be surprised at what's, what's possible. Kat? Well, we have a number of questions about the PSI courses, you know, what the basic is about and what they can expect in the class. So I was hoping you could take a few minutes to share about the PSI Basic Seminar and uh, what value people would find by attending. 
you know, describing the basic seminar is, is probably one of the most challenging things I could ever do because over those three days that uh, you're going to do about 33, 34 different exercises that are experiential learning. Um, I think everybody on the call may agree with me that we learn far more from what we experience, more so than what we read, what we see, what we hear. It's out of the experience that we learn so much. And one thing I can validate that with is, is we oftentimes get in a pattern of doing things the same way. Experience in life has maybe showed us this is the only way to do it. Maybe it's the only way we're taught. Maybe it's the only example we've ever seen of. And the opportunity in those three days to set everything aside other than you, to make you the sole focus for three days and really have an opportunity, not from right or wrong, not from good or bad, not from any sort of judgment, but out of an experience of three days of you, truly getting an opportunity to see what is really effective about you. If I was to ask most people out there what really makes them successful, what makes them effective, they might struggle with that answer or have a very brief answer. To truly know what makes you successful is one of the most amazing things in life. It is, I'm going to say, one of the most valuable things of knowledge you can never take on. And also in that opportunity are, I'll just say it from my side, were some opportunities to see things I was doing that were less than effective. You know, when I took the basic, I was successful in one or two areas of my life, and I was struggling in six or seven. And the funny thing was, is people looked up to me. They were like, gosh, if I could have your success uh, in business or monetary, I'd be so happy. And I felt like a fraud or a sham because I knew there were parts of my life that I wasn't fully invested in, that I wasn't fully living the life of my dreams, that I wasn't really happy. And what I found myself doing was hiding out in only the areas that I was proficient in or successful in. And so in those three days to expand everything as far as your understanding of you, what makes you tick, what makes you successful, what, if you will, robs your power, what can be the automatic default that sends you into some of these lower levels of energy, and to have some tools and techniques to really start to live the life of your desire, your dreams, to see that win-win in every situation, to be able to not just have all this intellectual knowledge, but really put it where it counts and see differences in your relationships with your children, with your spouse, with your partners, with your parents, with Everybody you come in contact with on a daily basis because you're getting a better version of you. Not that what you're giving isn't great or already amazing, but I mean the most pristine, most amazing version of you out of a new depth of understanding and new tools you can work with to truly tailor the life of your dreams and start to be more proactive in really doing the things in the moment that get you to what you want. Not saying, I wish I would have, only I could have. And so people take the basic for so many different reasons. I have seen people take the basic to, again, become a better boss, to take, you know, the next challenge in their life, going from owning one or two locations to moving to 10 or 12. I have seen my teenage boys take it on to really define who they wanted to be as that young man going off to college to really, you know, get a clear vision of what do I really want and why do I want it and what is my dream of life. And I've even seen people take it in the stages of, Let's just say one identity fading away and a new one beginning, whether it is a divorce, whether it is a retirement, and then how do I want to live the next stages of my life most successfully with no regrets, really bringing an authentic version of me to it. And to have those three days to question, explore, and discover everything about you and quite possibly really ignite that fire again in the greatest passions that we ever had that so many of us put on the shelf because it becomes more about the daily grind than my daily really I want to do this and to see somebody come back to life like that. And so if somebody has you on the call, the one thing I will say about the basic seminar is it's generally speaking by invitation only. Only when somebody goes to the class, produces results that they love so much that they want other people in their life to have that version or that, if you will, piece of their satisfaction at a higher level. And so one thing I'm going to say is if you've ever wanted anything more bigger or better in your life, and or maybe you said, I already have this, but I want that too, it's the most amazing opportunity you could ever take on to not only become in a new space of gratitude for what you already have, but come on passion and on fire for the non-negotiables that are going to take you to the life that you truly want. 
And what I love about this company is the basic is just the start. If there's even one piece of you that says, hmm, this might be worthwhile, jump on that action. The investment in yourself, the return on it will be amazing. So, Kat? Uh, so true about the basic. Uh, you can find out more at psibasicseminar.com. Uh, it really is incredible how effective the experiential trainings are. And uh, there's a money-back guarantee. Once you've attended the class, you can go back and re-audit for free whenever it's offered. Uh, all of the upcoming dates and locations that are available for registration are listed there on the website. Again, that's psibasicseminar.com. So Todd, we have about five minutes here. If you want to wrap up the call and give us a few takeaway points about win-win, that would be awesome. You bet. Well, one thing that I pulled aside um, is called Desaderat by Max Herman. And I'm just going to read it because I think it really puts a lot of context in everything we've been talking about. Go placidly amid the noise and the haste and remember what peace there may be in silence. As far as possible, without surrender, be on good terms with all persons. Speak your truth quietly and clearly, and listen to others, even to the dull and the ignorant. They, too, have their history. Avoid loud and aggressive persons. They are the vexations to the spirit. If you compare yourself with others, you may become vain and bitter, for always there will be greater and lesser persons than yourself. Enjoy your achievements, your own career, however humble. It is a real possession in, in the changing fortunes of time. Exercise caution in your business affairs, for the world is full of trickery. But let this not blind you of what virtue there is. Many persons strive for high ideals, and everywhere life is full of heroism. Be yourself, especially. Do not feign affection. Neither be cynical about love, for in the face of all artity and disenchantment, is the perennial as the grass. Take kindly to the counsel of the years, gracefully surrendering to the things of youth. Nurture strength of spirit to shield you in sudden misfortune, but do not distress yourself with images. Many beyond a wholesome discipline. Be gentle with yourself. You are a child of the universe, no less than the trees and the stars. You have the right to be here, and whether it is clear to you or not, no doubt in the universe is unfolding as it should. Therefore, be at peace with God, whatever you conceive him to be, and whatever your labors and aspirations in the noisy confusion of life, keep peace in your soul. With all its sham, drudgery, and broken dreams, it's still a beautiful world. Be cheerful and strive to be happy. You know, you start to take a look at these things, and again, your life is your choice. And no matter how anybody else wants to play the game, if you got committed to playing win-win, and that is, again, I can't say highly enough, first and foremost with yourself, to put value in yourself, to have hopes, to have dreams, to have a vision, to really have that spark in your life, and then to take the best part of you to it and take others with you and hold a space for others to collaborate with you, I'm going to say it's one of the most full expressions of life. I really, really hope that for everyone. You know, I think maybe the last thing I'll end today on is maybe a piece of Facebook uh, this evening. And that, you know, I see all these great sayings and quotes and positive things out on Facebook. And what I love about the job I have is I, I truly get to be a causal agent so that people can live those things, know those things, not just have them as, let's just say, great sayings on the wall, but to have the tangible evidence in their life. And so, quote the Dalai Lama, something I saw on Facebook today. People were created to be loved. Things were created to be used. The reason why the world is in chaos is because things are being loved and people are being used. Again, what an opportunity, more now than ever, to take a win-win philosophy, a win-win, if you will, attitude out into the world, and be that light that really shines into maybe some of the darkest areas. I truly appreciate everybody's time this evening. I hope there was something of value for you here. And on this journey, I think the biggest thing I could some win-win up in 
Go out, live the life of your dreams, create amazing things, use this vehicle, this philosophy called five seminars to take you to the highest places. And as you're going out and as you're having those wins, take other people with you. Really, really support them in this work, in that full expression of their life. I think the greatest satisfaction or the surest way to find ourselves is in service to others. And that truly is, again, a definition of win-win. So thank you so much, everyone. My name is Todd Campbell. I look forward to seeing you at a basic seminar soon. And Kat, I can't thank you enough for creating these opportunities where hopefully we get to add just a little piece of what's possible into people's lives so that they can start to put that tapestry together. Well, this was such a great call. I mean, thank you, Todd, for being with us on the call, sharing with us. And really, this was the perfect topic for you. It was great. And thank you to everyone listening in. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's training. It's scheduled for Tuesday, September 13th, and we'll ex be exploring ways you can level up your life. You can register now at scilive.com. That's P-S-I-Live.com. And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's P-S-I-Live.com. As many of you know, we post live updates during the call on our Facebook page, and we love having your input. Go to facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and share your thoughts. Let us know what you got out of the call and how you're going to implement this in your life. Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI basic course, you can go to psibasicseminar.com where you'll find information about the class as well as the upcoming dates and locations that are open for registration. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night.